Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and I've just realized I've cleared my throat and it's being recorded. But that's okay, better to talk rather than cough. So welcome everybody to another Empowered Love radio show. And this one is Narcissistic Central, which are always really, really good shows because they're really explaining the phenomena of narcissistic abuse and getting you uh, some tools and some understandings of how to deal with this level of abuse. And today, Nancy and I are going to be discussing one of the most normal reactions that can happen when you're narcissistically abused, and this is about trying to get even, which is perfectly understandable on a human level. Because obviously when we have narcissistic abuse occurring in our life, there's an enormous amount of injustice, there's things that just aren't fair, that aren't right, that don't add up, and... You know, really, anger is one step above powerlessness when we're wanting to get even. We're wanting to stop the narcissist. We're, you know, when when sensibility and uh, communication isn't working and then everything blows up, we may really want to try to get even. Now, there's a lot of people that are on the web that are doing searches under getting even with the narcissist that are trying to find strategies and they're trying to find things to get their power back. And certainly these were a lot of aspects that um, Nancy and I and many other people may have played out in certain levels and at certain times. But before we get into this show where we're going to discuss that, and I think Nancy and I are going to share uh, our situations that we've had with trying to get even and what happened there. And also, too, I'm going to recall uh, some things that friends of mine, people that I've worked with, clients, have happened in their life when they've tried to get even. But just wanting to let everybody know that at the moment I have two new free ebooks which about narcissism that have been released and they are remakes of existing ebooks, but they do have the most up to date information that I have available to share with you in regard to narcissistic abuse and recovery from narcissistic abuse. Now, for anybody that is already a subscriber to New Life magazine, you can, sorry, newsletter, it's not a magazine, it's a newsletter, and that's my free non-obligation newsletter that once a month gives you updates on what's going on, uh, healing, etc. And also one of the, you know, I always regret I do this, I spiral, I'm a woman, I talk in circles, so you'll have to bear with me. But one of the great things about New Life Newsletter too is Susie, the resident lawyer, um, she's been incredibly helpful for people that have come forward with wanting some answers about what they can do legally, what sort of positions they can take, how they can um, appeal to solicitors and lawyers to help them and what help is available for them. So I really do suggest for anybody that's struggling with settlements, custody, um, all of the unfairness and the injustice and the twists and turns of narcissistic abuse, become a member of New Life Newsletter. It is a free publication. You've got the ability to write to Susie in person I actually forward that on to her and then forward her answer on to you, which is going to help you a lot. And you will also see a lot of responses that she's done in the past newsletters for people with the common problems and not so common problems people are having with narcissists. So in order to be a subscriber to New Life newsletter, if you already aren't, all you need to do is go to my website, which is www.melanietoniaevans.com, and on the home page there, you'll see Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Central. Click into that. You can subscribe easily for the newsletter and automatically get that. 
Now, when you do do that, you automatically receive a free comprehensive e-book, which is around 40 to 50 pages of information, and then the next day you will receive another one as well, and both of those are completely free. Now, for people that already are subscribers to New Life, you can email me and I will send you the updates to those e-books automatically. So you can email me at melanie at melanietoniaevans.com and I will, uh, all my contact details are on the website if you're not sure or you can uh, email me at newlife at melanietoniaevans either or and I'll respond by sending you those links to those two new uh, e-books which are really vital resources for overcoming and getting healthy again out of narcissistic abuse. So back to our show and I'm going to introduce Nancy. Hi Nancy, how are you going? Hi, hi Melanie Good and hello to all the listeners. I missed last month's show and um, I actually feel like I haven't been doing my bit so it's actually good to be back on. <laughs> I know, it's great and I have missed you. It was really sort of weird doing last month's show without you. It's, but you know what, two months seems like nothing. It does too, but I, I tell you though, that show that you did with getting those guys, guys on to talk about their experience, I reckon that was very well worth it. It was a really good show. Would you? Yeah. So, um, just, they you know, good. they are, but I you think, really see um, that difference with how men are able to sort of pull away a bit better than we do. So, oh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're, yeah, absolutely. I see that all the time with with clients mm. that are men. Um, they're very, very easy to work with in a lot of ways, and. And, and really, the, you know, we went through it before, but the reason is the autonomy. Men don't have all those nasty DNA programs that women have until we release them about I'm nothing without a man, I can't survive without a man, I've got to cling to a man. Now, men are much more autonomous, so they can get clearer and straighter and break away easier. But the thing yeah. is true with all of these men. They really did realise they needed to work on themselves. You know, which is the message that we always go on about, is that you've really got to do the work on yourself. And it was wonderful to see these men. And, you know, for example, Julian, you know, who, you know, he's still working on himself. We're in communication. And, you know, he's really dedicated and committed to that, as as have been all the other guys, and hence the results. Yep. Yes, so, anyway, on to today's subject. Very interesting one, I think. Do you want to take off? So, Nance, you know, let's just recall some of your stuff about what happened. You know, getting even. Or did you feel like that at times? I, um, I think the good thing about it is I never really came to terms with the level of um, lies and deceit and the layers and layers and layers and layers of it until sometime after I was out um, when I started to, you know, put all the pieces of the jigsaw together. So by that stage, I must admit, I was, I'd was i gone through a fair bit of healing. Yes. And I think if I hadn't have, I think I, I would have gone after revenge. I do believe that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I certainly did harbour some, <laughs> some some pretty good fantasies that uh, yeah would make Quentin Tarantino take notice, put it that way. And um, but you know that was sort of brief. And I think uh, what I did, rather than go after any sort of and and from this research I've done, we actually go looking for justice because of the unfairness of it all, not so much That's revenge. Right. And you know when when you just look at it, what what has been done to you, and you just go, and it is just, I mean, unfair doesn't even go close to describing you know what goes on, and it's just sort of like, but how can this person just walk away scot free? But what yeah. I did, rather than go after any sort of justice, I turned it around and made sure I protected myself, and yeah. I think um, that was a really smart move on my part. Yeah. So. Yes, yes, very, very, very much so. Interesting, you know, you talk about the uh, the fantasies. I remember yep. I had them, absolutely, yeah. and I think a lot of people do have them. I just want to share with you and the listeners this really cute email that I received from a friend of mine, Val, 
who she's done her recovery from narcissistic abuse. And she's written in this email, re next week, getting even with the N. My comment, don't even think about it. It is dangerous territory. They're extremely vindictive and if like mine, dangerous. Which, yes, mm-hmm. any person without a conscience is dangerous. Okay, but and this is right. cute. And she says, I say, get an enlarged photo of him and violate it in any way you like. Drill holes in his head is what I did and deface it with eyeliner. I also blasted a few other photos with my ironing spray. That was quite enjoyable. Fly spray was probably too. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she very says, good. And the, it's very cute. And then she says, and the ultimate payback is indifference. This I have learned in my study with you. Yep. So that's cute. That's sort of like a full yep. circle thing, you know? I think, it, I it think the cute. ultimate... The ultimate revenge is just to get your own power back and bounce back into life because when they see you do it, they are stunned. And um, yeah, I mean, you, and that and that is the best thing, you know. I mean, it's simply the best thing you can do is get your life back. And the one thing about a narcissist, he thrives on dragging you down to his level. And I mean, there's an old saying: never argue with an idiot because he'll drag you down to his level and beat you with the experience. And that particularly applies to a narcissist. Because he oh. wants you, sorry, because oh, he actually yeah. wants you to behave like him because then he can turn around and say, see, you're just as bad as me. So when you're going after a narcissist, you're actually playing straight into his hands. And that's what I totally believe. That is so true. That is so true. And I love what you said about, you know, the idiot. He's better at it. Yeah. You are a ranked amateur compared to yep. a narcissist in regard to playing nasty. And because it doesn't matter narcissist... how intelligent yeah, you are, you cannot outplay exactly. them. Yeah. He has no conscience. He's also an yes. expert at gaslighting, manipulation, pulling in allies, faking or feigning information, dragging anybody in or down to use as a tool in this procedure. So, you know, if you were to think of... If you're a human with a conscience, which you are, if you've been abused by a narcissist, because that's the only people narcissists go for, they don't go for people that are conscience like themselves because they're not going to get enough stuff out of it. So you want to imagine you, if you get to a point of playing nasty, you may have like, let's say, a basketball court. But there are certain parameters that you just can't do. You couldn't, no matter how angry, violated, abused you are, there are certain lines that you can't cross in humanity because you just couldn't allow yourself to do it. Like, for example, dragging other people in or, you know, getting them abused or lined up or I, I don't know. But there are things that you just will not be able to do. With a narcissist, right. his basketball court is the size of the MCG. Plus, now for American listeners, that's like a Yankee Stadium. It is massive. It's actually endless. Because he doesn't have parameters. He doesn't have boundaries on what he will and won't be capable of. So you're playing with a backpack of tools and he has got a battleship full of them. You know, so you're no match for that. And without exception, there is not one person that I've seen line up in the field with a narcissist, and I hear about it a lot, um, that has actually been able to win a battle. You can't win a battle. You can't win no. a battle that way. And exactly and what, what you said earlier about... Yes, so you go next. Yeah. yeah, like you were saying earlier about those lines that you can't make yourself cross simply because you have a moral compass and they don't have one. But they yes. also use that against you. That is one of their great weapons against you. While a Absolutely. narcissist may not have any conscience, he knows yes. you have one. And he will That's use that true. against you. That's I mean, you know, it's just like you're not only battling them, you're battling yourself. That so, is yeah. on. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And that mm. is so, so, so true. You know, and yeah, and he will, you know, I've seen it so many times. Like one of the, I think one of the most common ones is, is let's say when the narcissist moves on and he finds, and we're using he for the purpose of this conversation, of course yep. it could be she. Okay, so he's moved on, he's found another love partner and the old love partner, the narcissistically abused one, might want to go to her, give her the information, the details about him and people around her and warn her and, 
you know, basically bring him down. Mm. Now, that one doesn't work. That one doesn't work. And if you recall, when you met the narcissist, you would have been given the stories about his previous love relationships that didn't work and how abused he was and how she played up and how this and how that. And he was so believable, you fell for it. It was so believable. I know I did. I know everybody did. So, yeah, so it's, it's actually yeah, it's mind blowing what you do, you find that you you did believe. <laughs> and, so did you we, get we, all those stories as well, Nance, about his previous yep. love relationship? Yep, yep, yep. And uh, he was he was very very um, he played the humble card. He was very humble about it. Oh, I just didn't understand what was going on at the time and that sort of stuff. And I sort of thought, oh yeah, you know, you you understood all right. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it took me a long time to work that out. Hum- too. He was like, yeah. well, you know, it didn't work out, but she did play up. There was other men involved. She used it to punish me. Now, he didn't say it like a highly charged, well, what a bitch, and, you know, she... No, yeah, mine was the same. Yeah, because that would yeah, have been a red flag yeah. to me. So it was, it was presented in a way that we found it very palatable. And you see, narcissists mm. find out. They work out very, very quickly how you're going to accept information, how your brain ticks. And that's right, because I've been back over all of that stuff and I always remember that he used to get this funny little look on his his face while he was Mm. studying my reaction. And then you could see he'd physically relax when I'd I'd actually accept it. And I sort of, you know, it took me a long time that I thought that was going on the whole time and I didn't even see it. Yes, 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 yes. So... Yes, so if you go to the next person, well, the next victim, you could call her or him in inverted commas and try and warn that person, Mm. you're going to, they're going to, already you've been set up as the crazy one, as the wrong one, you know, and that's just going to confirm that story. That's right. And of course, yeah, 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 yeah. So that one doesn't work. The other one can be very much about family, you know, and it's a really common occurrence with narcissistic, with mums and dads of narcissists. Well, quite often one of them is going to be a narcissist at least. Yep. But, you know, generally what they will do with a narcissistic child is they'll just, oh, you know, well, that's just him. And also they don't want to experience rat. They don't want to experience stuff. So they may even be hooked um, as sources of supply too. So they usually just put their head in a bucket of sand and don't want to know about it. So they can be very, or otherwise, very or, yeah, or otherwise, the narcissist obviously will ally himself with the, which was in my my case, was another narcissistic member of his own family. And uh, oh, that that was savage to come up against. I must must admit. But um, that's right, and they're very, very good at stories mm. and covering the tracks and making out everybody else to be wrong and. You know, they're very, very believable when they're doing it. So, yeah, you know, know to, go, to go to the narcissist I, peripheral and to try and expose them is a really bad no-no because all yeah. you're going to come up across is hooking the narcissist in further. You're going to get a lot of disbelief, a lot of judgment, and you're going to only feel the injustice much more magnified than what you were already. So, you know, on a human level, we think, well, there's got to be justice. There's got to be justice. But when you get to a deeper, energetic, true level on it, that's not where you're going to get your justice. That's that's not what it's about. And the stories that, you know, I've had, you know, I'll be doing um, quantum freedom healing sessions with uh, clients, which is um, a fast-track way to recover from narcissistic abuse, or they're on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, now, nine times out of ten, when they've had a dip, it's going to be for one or two reasons. And that dip is because they've had contact, which means that they've got hooked again, or they've tried to get even. And they are yep. the two main reasons where people fall again. So it's just, it's just not a good thing to do. It's just, you know, really... I remember when um, I finally got out from my narcissistic relationship that, and for the first few months before I got on my proper um, intense recovery process where I started to get 
better quickly and I was really in the injustice and the pain, I really set a boundary with myself and my boundary was I'm not going to drink because I knew, I really knew because he'd taken over the house, I'd lost everything, it was, you know, and I let it go because it was just so intense and I had to get out or I wasn't going to survive, you know. So I lost virtually everything in my life and, you know, the house that I'd paid seven-eighths for, you know, he was living there and he'd taken it over and et cetera, et cetera. You know, but I knew that I was going to get my four-wheel drive and if I was drunk, I probably would have driven it through the house. That's how much mm. anger and pain and injustice. But when I knew enough, and I mean, obviously, that just would have been a horrible... I mean, I'd, you know, I'd go to jail if I'd done that because I'm sure if I'd have seen him in there, I would have um, aimed for him as well. You know, yeah. I'd probably still be in jail. But, um, you know, when I realised enough and I got myself sorted out, I, I knew that that wasn't the answer. So I put some really strong boundaries around myself that, you know, when I got that charge of wanting to get even and I wanted to do something that well, I didn't drink for about 18 months. I just said that was my boundary. I, I want to be in control of my emotions because I knew mm. I would just, it would just been horrific if I'd tried that level. Um, yeah. And I also knew that, you know, I needed to recover myself. That's where the justice was. That's where the recovery was. And that's where, you know, everything would have changed if I'd done that. And, and that's exactly what I set out to do. But uh, yeah. it's very, very interesting. Yeah, when you see that. But I did, I remember uh, there was one incident when uh, we were still together and I'd already had bouts of when I tried to stand up and I tried to get even and I tried to get his sister to understand and I tried to get, you know, um, state my justice in front of people and win an argument in front of people. You know, I, it would just get twisted and turned and I'd be the crazy one and the wrong one and, you know, <laughs> I even had that happen with police where it just didn't work, you know. But then I had a situation whereby um, he'd hit me again and I went to work that day and I rang up um, a domestic violence line and they said, right, get an AVO and everything. And now before I drove down to get an AVO, I was so angry and I wanted justice so much and it was such a silly move. I rang him and I left a message and I said, you are going to get an intervention order. I've had enough. I'm not putting up with this. And I'm going and I'm leaving your life, etc., etc. Now, I drove home that night. He had cleaned all of my furniture out of the house, everything. And I had my son in there doing VCE, or sorry, uh, year 10 or 11. And oh, my God, he yeah. He everything out and hidden it. I went home to an empty house. So how's that for one-upping me? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, so and they will. They, oh my God, what 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 yeah. they're capable of. I guess in in my case, and I'm, I'm you know I've, I've mentioned this to you, but I've never said it on online on air, but or whatever, is I'm actually six foot tall, and I worked um, for twenty years in in the mining industry. Now, if there's a bastion of narcissism out there, that's probably one of them. Um, so I am not by any means what you'd consider to be a shrinking violet. I know how to stand up to, for myself. And I guess in one sense, in, in my case, he was, I always hinted that I was a little bit more capable of a little bit more than I was. I never directly said anything, but he had a kind of respect for that, that if he pushed me too far, I'd push him back. So he... It, it was kind of a boundary. It's way out there, but he he knew how far he could push it. And I suppose, you know, it was all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes that um, finally caught up with him. So, and that's not to say it didn't get violent. It did, but he, he most of those cases only ever happened when he was drinking. So that was his excuse. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, like one thing, I mean, yeah, those... They're capable of just about anything, and if you're going after them and you know you're not capable of just about anything, they they are going to one-up you every time. I know. I You know what? I would never have even thought of that, cleaning out the house. No, <laughs> that's what it is. That's what 
that's the sort of thing that blows your mind is how how did they even have this thought, let alone actually do it? <laughs> I know. So I know, I know. It was it was it was astounding. You know, and 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 what happened as a result of that is I, you know, here I was thinking I was going home, I was in my power, I was going to have an ABO on him, he'd have to move out, I'd be living there and I've gone there, there's nothing there, my whole life is gone. So, what did I do? Track him down, plead, beg, apologise to get it back. Of course. That's what I did. And then you you do that. They are very well yeah. aware of how how to how to get you to how to turn it all back on you and make you look like yeah you, and you're the one that apologises. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Because I rang the police and the police said to me, "Well, this is a civil thing. That's joint marital property. It's civil. What can you do? You know, we can't do anything. You'll have to go to a solicitor." So I'm like, yeah, "Oh yeah. my god, I can't even get this stuff back. I can't even get him tracked down by the police." So yeah. now, now narcissists are very, very good about working in the system and what they can and can't get away with. They're very, very good at it. And you by know, the time they're around 40, they're very well practiced at it too. So they've learnt all the tricks. So, well, that's right. You know, well, that's exactly we, we're, start, we're starting from the back foot. I mean, we've got no idea. Yes, yes, and it, and it is interesting. It is interesting, and, and and you know through my experience with the narcissist, I got I got an incredible knowledge about court systems, the law, and everything else, and what doesn't doesn't fly, because of you know all of a sudden I'm living this life when I'm in and out of court and police and this and that and the other on a constant basis. So you're right, you know, most decent people have got no idea about any of this stuff until you're confronted with it. So it's very, very important, don't do what I did. Don't try to use threats. I mean, this wasn't a threat, I meant it, but, you know, don't give them information. Don't try and flatten them emotionally. Don't try to get the upper hand. Just do what you need to do to protect yourself. Which is and exactly. that's right, just, just to protect yourself. And I mean, there was one incident, even with me, that, um, you know, like before I actually was really out of the relationship and really knew what I was dealing with. And this particular incident happened, and when I found out about it, I, I went into such a total meltdown that, and there was everything. It was rage, it was like every emotion you could think of was just like bouncing off the walls. And I didn't even know I was that capable of getting that angry I mean I can get angry and I can get upset but this was this was a rage that I could I could even see it I mean I could taste it it was white hot and it was it was super and I could not trust myself to even see him because I was afraid not of him I was afraid of myself and what I was going to do and you know and like that and that point that particular point I knew I was in trouble because I actually believed, I believed I could feel my own sanity like popping in my brain, and it was just just about all yeah. over. So, yeah. And I mean, and if you ever go after somebody out of anger, you're always going to stuff it up anyway. So that's right. That's right. And it's pure law of attraction. If you're coming in in anything from that space, you're just going to draw a whole heap that misfortune on yourself it's just going to blow up it's it's like running into a ring with Muhammad Ali you know flaying your arms around and you're just going to get KO'd I mean I was I was just grateful that in this particular when this particular thing happened that I wasn't actually living with him at the time and he was actually out of town so those two things meant I didn't see him for about I don't know it was a couple of months no it was about six weeks before I saw him again and um By that time, I'd you know I'd calmed down enough to sort of be functioning a little bit normally. But yeah, I was uh, yeah, like um, I know that if I had reacted under that rage, it would not have been good for anybody. So absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I remember one of the stories that I have with one of my clients is that she decided at a certain point that what she was going to do was do like um, a group email to a lot of joint associates exposing, you know, what he had done and the truth and all this sort of thing. And um, and as soon as he got hold of that, he just went straight to a solicitor and put a slander case on her. You know, yeah, he just acted right. straight away and slammed her. 
So, yeah. and, th- and then, of course, she was devastated. She was freaking out. She was, you know, all sorts of things. And it just made it a hundred times worse than the way she was feeling initially. So, and it's like these people <clears throat> are presenting themselves out there as this great guy to the rest of the world. So, I mean, you know, they are... We believed them once, so why aren't other people going to believe them? So, you know... That's right. That's, so when, that's right. when we say, that's oh, well, right. if we just say this about them, you know, they're all going to believe us, well, why should they? Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, we've got to talk about, you know, how do you get even? Okay, and I guess get even means how do you get your power back? How do you get healthy? You know, what do you do? And the reality of that is we've got to remember what drives narcissists. What drives narcissists is narcissistic supply, which is attention. Good or bad, it makes no difference. And a huge part of the narcissistic machine is about I feel very omnipotent and important because I can affect you so profoundly. So... What happens is, and it's a very, very, um, almost a psychic experience, it's a very energetic experience because even when people are doing no contact and let's say they're in legal proceedings and everything's through third parties, even if they're charging on the injustice and the pain and the, the, you know, the wanting revenge and the hate and hurt, it really does drive narcissists. It really keeps them hooked up and in and I see it all the time. But when you can get to indifference, when you can get to the, the pure acceptance, a narcissist does what a narcissist does because they're a narcissist. That's why they do it. You know, rather than how can you do that? You know, that's inhumane. How can you say you ever loved me and now you're doing, you're trying to destroy me? How can you do that? On a human level, that's bewildering, that's despair, that's just awful. But when you can depersonalize it, when you can detach yourself, focus on getting yourself well and healthy and creating a real life, which is not narcissistic reality, and say and know, well, he just does that because that's what a narcissist does or that's what she does because that's what a narcissist does. And focus on your truth and start walking a straight line on that without trying to one-up them, stay ahead, double guess them, stay one step ahead in the, you know, it's like a puzzle when you're playing that game. Well, if I cut off that exit, he may not be able to do this and he may not be able to do that. So, you know, obviously what you've got to do is shore yourself up and and get the things in place and the protection, get the AVO on, the intervention order if if you're American, you know, um, or different states have a different name for it in Australia as well, but get an intervention order on. Start getting your legal proceedings in hand if you need to do that and start meaning it and walking that straight line and if you focus on that instead of the fear, the what ifs, my God, he's going to lie, he'll go to court, he'll say this, he'll say that. When you get out of all of that stuff and trying to not offset that or counteract that or one-up that or expose that, what happens is they fall off in power. And I've actually seen it every single time. I have a wonderful client at the moment and she's, it is so cool. This girl has got it worked out to a T. It's taken a fair bit of time. We've been working on it a lot. But what's happened is she's gone from the really scared, manipulated um, ex-partner of a narcissist, his children involved, to a very, very empowered lady who got her intervention order. And the great thing about it is, is he screws up. Narcissists don't like being told what to do. They don't like playing by the rules. They don't like playing in the parameters. So what happens is she just keeps a log of every time, you know, every time they talk, it's meant to be by text only about the children or about a financial deal. He breaches it constantly. So he does this and he does that. Now she's been to domestic violence and she said not on. She's been to the police. He's been warned. He continues to do it. Now he's trying to repeal the intervention order. So, you know, and she's got this log 20 deep of all the times and dates he screwed up. Now, he is going to get completely slammed in court. He's going to fall over. He's going to have no power. And she just goes, yep, there's another one, there's another one, there's another one. Yep. 
you know, she gets back on her domestic violence. And they go, great, just log it. Police know he's doing it. Take it to court. He's going to get thrown out of court. And it's beautiful when you get in your power and you just play a really straight line without the charge, without the fear, without the what-ifs, narcissists shoot themselves in the foot every time. They certainly do. And the other thing, when you get to that stage, when you get to that stage of indifference, and I mean, hate is not the opposite to love, it's indifference. And indifference is one of the greatest tools a narcissist use with, uses to punish you anyway. I mean... How many, how many right. of us, you know, suffered the the uh, endless silence okay. treatment that went on for weeks? And yes. they, you know, and and it's one of the yes. one of the greatest punishments you can give another person is is to ignore their existence. And, That's um, right. That's right. And how right. Do, badly do they react if you manage to get to that place where you do it to them? They just well, cannot they bear it. That's when they screw up. That's when they start mm. because the narcissist is so entitled or believes he is to supply attention to narcissistic supply that when he's not getting it, he will screw up. And they do screw up. And then all you've got to do is take note of that. It all needs to be legal. You need to have your intervention order on. You need to have everything in place. And then you just record it and you just go bang, bang, bang. And I have clients at this point that re just really actually sit back and laugh. They're past the charges, they're past the attachments, they're getting on with their life and they're just going, well, you know, I'm totally in my power now. I give him... And that's right, her. and you really... And, and, that's, and, that, and when you reach that point, you really do realise that you've actually risen above it all. You're no longer hooked into any of it. And that's it's a right. really, really great place to be coming from. Yeah, not my reality, not my stuff, don't need to play the game, none of your tactics work anymore. I'm just living my life and you're just running around in your narcissistic circle playing yours, but it's it's not going to affect me anymore. And mm. narcissists do fall over. They fall over legally, they fall over in custody battles, they fall over in all sorts of things when this happens you know because when you're in fear and you're trying to one up and you're trying to second guess everything and say one step ahead you're right in the hook you're right in the battle and in that place narcissists feel like terminators you know people write to me all the time and they go does it ever stop <laughs> yep i know exactly what they mean that? yep yeah, feeling you like it was a terminator point. coming after you. Oh, absolutely! It's it's just um, it's just oh God, it, it's it's indescribable, really. And and to be coming from a place of fear and anger, uh, you just can't battle it. You can't. Yeah. So it's not until and really, I mean, for me, it's it, it, I needed that really decent space of no contact to be able to. Um, um, get over all of the, all of that side of it, and that is when I started to take my power back because um, I wouldn't have been. I, I can actually. I am not actually no contact, but I'm very. It's very very limited because I've still got a property with him. So, but it's yeah. very. So, but it's fine now because he, he just knows that I'm not. I really don't react to him anymore, and because yeah. of that, he's yep. just finally stopping. So. Yet there's nothing he can hook from you. And, no. that, and that's very, very true. When narcissists realise that they can't get any supply from you anymore, they're going to stop trying. They need supply. Yeah. They're an empty, no person without narcissistic supply. They need the drug to feel alive. So if they're not going to get it from you, they're going to have to get it from somewhere else. So they that's do. Right. They stop. They absolutely do stop. And you're right, Nancy. You know, you've had to do modified contact. You know, but if you can do no contact, it's imperative. I could never have recovered without no contact. There's no yeah. way I would not be that's alive right. today if I'd done if I hadn't done no contact. You know, and that's really I'm very very passionate about no contact, or at the very very least modified contact. And you know, hence the new ebook that I've just updated is all about that, and that's part of the free downloads that you get in New Life, New Life Newsletter, which is really, really important. Okay, we've had somebody in the chat room, so I'm just going to address this. Now, Warm Sun is saying, my narc is a sociopath. 
Now, warm sun, just so you know, all narcs are sociopaths. Uh, when I realised he was married, I ended the relationship two years ago. He remains obsessed and cyberstalks me. The police cannot help because he is anonymous. Should I tell his wife? Okay. Well, first of all, what you need to do... So he, he cyberstalks you. Now, the police cannot help because he is anonymous in the cyberstalking. Okay, so what I would be doing is I'd be blocking those email addresses that it comes through or just totally ignore them. You know, if there's no handle and he just keeps changing um, email addresses and all sorts of things, sell posts and post love hate messages on a website I used to respond, when will he go away? Okay, this goes back to exactly the same thing. You know, and narcs can morph into different email addresses and different things and this and that and the other. And, you know, and you, I think all of us have sort of gone, oh, is that him or is that her or, you know. It, it will stop when you no longer have any charge, attachment or anything involved with him. Somebody has said cut the cords with him. Okay, and this is everything I teach. When you're in a different vibration, when narcissistic abuse is no longer your reality and you've healed enough of your codependency and your over-functioning and your stuff that left you susceptible to a narcissist in the first place, when you heal and empower yourself at those levels, narcissistic abuse will never again be your reality. It's like my ex-narcissist who was a very dangerous individual lives only minutes from where I live. Now, I have not bumped into him or seen him on the road or anything for years. I ying, he yangs. We're at two completely different vibrations. So none of that is in my life anymore. So that's, you need to work on yourself on that, okay? And then it'll be gone. It'll be gone. Okay, so, yeah, so there's a conversation going on in here with, you know, two people in the chat room, so I'll just let you guys keep going. If you've got another question, put that up. But, yeah, that's the vital, vital thing. You know, when you're still in pain, when you're in shock, when you're wondering whether they're going to message you, what it's going to be, whether when you're not healed, um, a knuckle will keep coming at you. There's no two ways about it, you know, and you're going to be susceptible to it. You're going to be susceptible to it. And also, too, there can be lots of random things that go on on the internet, and you're not really sure who it is, what it is. I remember, you know, when I was starting to get in a recovery, like I'd get phone calls and hang-ups, and I mean, that can still happen to me today. I've got a business, you know. People might be ringing Melanie Tonya Evans, and I pick up the phone, and then they chicken out. But I certainly... And that's okay, you know, that happens in everybody's life, but I certainly don't charge on, oh my God, I wonder if that's him. Like, I couldn't care less if it is or it isn't because it's not my reality, you know? So I don't even know it is. It. I don't even thought. And, and that's what it is, you know, it's all, the, all this, you know, hovering, and they, they are cowards, I mean, really at the centre of their soul. So they, um, they, right. they, they do all these, you know, these... these um, um, you know, silent phone calls and and all, all that all that weird stuff and um, even even if you do block your numbers or something, I mean, there's, there's ways that they can probably even find them. They'll go through other people. So yeah, of when you do get a hang up phone call, I mean, I used to giggle about it. Actually, it's sort of like, how pathetic is that? Rather than, oh my yeah, God, it's him yeah, and he's yeah. he's trying to freak me out. You know, it's just sort of like, yeah, just just don't attach to it. And, and it does exactly. stop. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and look, you know, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Probably my ex M, you know, listens to every radio show and stalks my website, my information. Could be a subscriber for all I know, you know. And maybe, maybe not. It doesn't matter. Because I'm just living my life regardless of what he is or isn't doing. And that's so empowering when you get to that level. And that's freedom. You don't care. That's right. You know. It's that you know, and you get to a place, and I and it, and it took me a while, and then just one day I woke up in the morning, and I go, and I and he wasn't even anywhere in my thoughts or anything, and I thought I am really happy. I'm back. Yeah. You know, it was just sort of like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 and then you you really you really do not care anymore. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, Warm Sun has posted again. This is actually really good, Warm Sun, that you've written this. I'm diagnosed with severe PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, for anyone who doesn't know. You actually will have, Warm Sun, complicated traumatic stress disorder. And that is a common manifestation of narcissistic abuse. Now, I work with people with that all of the time. Please go to my website have a look at the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program because it's energetic work and energetic shifts to help you get over that. You cannot recover from narcissistic abuse at that level with mind cognitive stuff alone. You have to heal on a cellular body level which deals with PTSD and um, complicated traumatic stress disorder. So now until you know you you alleviate it at that level, the injustice, the pain and the stuff that's going on in your body you can only at best manage it through your mind but when you relieve it at that level which is the work Nancy and I've done you know the energetic shift work then it's very easy to feel calm and to line your mind up with where you need to go so you know I can't recommend that stuff highly enough so go to my website have a look under healing programs and you'll see narcissistic abuse recovery program have a read on that and see what it can do for you because it works it really really does work so absolutely yeah, and, and, and I mean I'll add to the quantum healing I mean because yeah for me it was uh, brilliant in the sense that for all of that early stuff of coming out of a narcissistic uh, relationship, you know, you're just absolutely nailed to the floor and you're probably frozen as well. Um, yeah, the quanta healing, I mean, there is, there is no miracle cure, but what the quanta healing will do for you, and I'll, you know, I can't, I can't recommend it enough, it'll springboard you through. It'll just open up that door and you know you're moving and it'll get you off the floor and it'll get you moving again because it just gets rid of those, those, those deep core things that you don't even know which ones they are that are holding you up. So, um, is yeah. that a good way to explain it? Do you think? Yeah, no? I think it is. I think it is. And just so people know, the quantum freedom healing aspect is there's ten of those sessions that are in the narcissistic abuse recovery program, and that is why it is just just so powerful as well as the information because Warm Sun has written again that the podcasts are great and I'm glad that they're really helping you but they don't make him go away so this gets me to this really really important part when you energetically vibrationally shift he will go away without exception and that's the work you've got to do on yourself so I can only give you the information that leads you to that but you've got to do the work. When you shift, your outer experience will shift and narcissistic abuse will no longer be your reality. He will not be in your life. It is, and I've proven that thousands of times with, with individuals. So and, there is and, no reason why there be any exception. And I mean, you know, in my experience, and I think this is probably the, uh, very common with everybody, is when you're in that narcissistic relationship or coming out of it, your gaze is firmly fixed on him. And you are only looking at the, at the world through his eyes. And it took me a while to realise that I couldn't even see myself from my own eyes. I could only see what he saw. And it was terrible. Yeah. And it yeah. was like... And, once, and while you've got your gaze fixed on him, you are not going to shift because you're looking at the world through his eyes. And yeah, it's something, yeah. you know, that only I really came to terms with actually rather recently because I now look at the world with my, through my own eyes. And what's actually happened is the world is a wonderful place again. And for so long, uh, you know, like be, being in that relationship, it was a horrible place. And the reason yeah. for that was it was only, I only looked at it the way he looked at it. And so Absolutely. when you change that perception and you pull your gaze off him and back to yourself, then it'll all start to change. That's right. So, That's right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And then you can, you know, hit that emotional shift work. You can release the traumas. You can get lined up with thoughts and yourself and your empowerment. And you just start fast-tracking. You know, it is such a misconception that narcissistic abuse has to be deprogrammed over months and years and years. It is just a complete misconception. You know, and you know, it's like, very, very quick when you get onto it powerfully. 
And it is because, yeah. like, you know, it sort of seems like, you know, if, if you're going to go the long way about it, you're going to take baby steps every step of the way. But when you get into this more energetic sort of healing, those steps are, are leaps and, you know, suddenly you just, you're yeah. just climbing mountains again. It's, it's just it, every step of the way is just like doors start to open again. Absolutely. Warm Sun, it's cool the information you're putting up because I think this relates to a lot of women. So, first of all, she's saying, How does quantum he freedom healing? Actually, I've got to scroll up because this conversation is going quite quickly. Um, how does quantum freedom healing compare to EMDR? You know, look, Warm Sun, I'm a little bit biased. I, I, I mean, I, I'm a healer from many years back. You know, there's lots and lots of things I've done. I've done kinesiology, I've done. Reiki, I've done a, you know, emotional freedom technique, I've done lots and lots of, look, you know, I, I, to me, anyway, I see quantum freedom healing is like a Ferrari. It's, uh, but, you know, I really suggest to you, you go and read up about it and the testimonies and the results that people have had. But also, too, with my programs and my healing, I give free, uh, full free money back guarantees. So if you don't get profound results, then you get your money back. So, you know, I so stand behind what this does because it is absolutely incredible that that's why I put it out there like that. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's the stuff that we, we suggest, well, Nancy and I and a lot of other people that, you know, have, have moved and shifted out of this stuff about, you know, wanting to pay the narcissist back, wanting to expose him, you know, which is all the things you've written in here, which is so normal on a human level. It's just horrible. But you know, you've got to shift that at a much deeper level than trying to reconcile it through your mind. And that's what uh, either sessions with myself personally, one-on-one, -on -one, or the Quantum Freedom Healing Program, which I do recommend for narcissistic abuse recovery people because it's got so many resources. It's got so much MP3 healing content that you can pick up and repeat time and time and time again. So it really gives you a lifetime of self-healing resources that you've got on hand whenever you need them. It, it's just an incredibly um, discounted price. So, yeah, a multiple approach. Yeah, look, of course, you know, a multiple approach is what it is, but it's about getting all of the hooks out that are about narcissistic abuse. And when you read the program, you'll understand that it's been created completely at that level to... Um, work with it on that level. It really, really has. So I'm just going to have a look and see what else is here and see if there's anything else that I can read. Um, yeah, yeah, so you guys are having a conversation there, which is really, really cool. And, you know, Warm Sun, I really hope that you look at that material and do something about that because you don't have to be living in this torment. And, in fact, you can be accessing relief today it's automatic when you get that program that you can you could be on your first quantum freedom healing tonight or today wherever you are in the world and be experiencing relief immediately and that is not a ridiculous claim it's actually the truth so yeah it's all about just releasing it and coming home to true self you know the goal is that narcissistic abuse is not your reality. You're not at a vibrational match for that. And isn't it a freedom, Nancy, when you get to that? It's just incredible. It is. It is. It's just, yeah, you, you, you just you, you feel like you're back on top of the world again. And um, mm. I suppose, you know, when I first started having my, 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 my healings, and that's uh, over a year ago now, um, mm. I could see where I wanted to go as soon as I started, you know, w w working with you, and uh, and yeah, and I, I now know that. I, I mean, I think one of the things about this is one of the things we do learn coming through this is there's always work to be done on ourselves on one level or another, and it's something that we learn of along course. the way that we're always going to do. But um, it's just so easy now. It's just, it's amazing. I knew I'd get here eventually, but, and you know, it's just sort of like when you sort of get there, you just go wake up and go, wow, I'm really back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 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 And I think it, what's gorgeous about it is it's that freedom and that empowerment that I know I certainly didn't know before narcissistic abuse. I had trouble mm -hmm. speaking up, I had trouble laying boundaries, I had trouble honouring myself. 
you know, and I really didn't feel whole and complete before narcissistic yes. abuse. But coming out the other end and releasing all of those hooks and those false beliefs and those, you know, um, aversions that I had within myself, releasing all of them and coming home, um, it's just so easy to feel at peace and create the life I want. It's just... It's, it is. It's, it's almost like, oh, you know, I feel like I've finally grown up. And I even even go back and think about the things that I used to think and I'm going, oh, my God, I even used to think like that, you know, sort of thing. It's sort of like now yeah. it's just sort of like, oh, it's, it's just, just all gone. And it's and yeah, it is. It's yeah. very, very, very empowering. It's, it's, it's a good place to be. It is, it is. And, and that's why the whole trip about it is that make or break experience because, you know, Nancy, you're only a year out, you know, and mm. if we go on to a lot of narcissistic abuse forums, and you used to be, you know, highly involved in them. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that are nowhere near that after a year, are they? That's right. I mean, I, I was sort of going on there, and I was, um, I was ahead. Like I was going on there sort of three or four months out, you know, and more of it was, uh, oh my God, now that I know all about this, I have to help people, and that, that's that's how I felt about it. That. I was talking yeah. to these people, and they were they were out much much longer than me, and I could see they that they weren't even anywhere near where I was, and that's why you know that's why I always came back back to to you and your show and stuff. And I mean, even now I still listen to all your shows and keep up with all, everything that's going on. But um, yeah, it was, and I and that's you know really did show me that that my progress was much faster because I went through quantum quantum healing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I certainly know, you know, for myself, I was doing, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff while I was in it and getting out and then falling back in and getting back out and falling back in and I was seeing top psychologists and personality disorder specialists and I was, you know, I was doing everything that was, you know, and my mind was screaming at me with the truth but my body didn't want to accept it. It was still hooked and terrified and... And I did go you know, through that earlier before I found you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And, you know, I and was doing been... the same thing. I mean, I managed to actually break off the relationship a couple of times, like completely, and actually did go yeah. no contact before I even knew about no contact. But I always yeah. ended up falling yeah. back in. And, I mean, yeah. I, was, I was trying to find yeah. counsellors, go, tell me what this is, what am I doing, why do I let him keep coming back? And I was getting answers like, Oh, you have to go home and figure out if you really love him, and if you really love him, you come back, and then we'll find a way for you to reconcile. And I'd be sort oh of sitting God. there going, "But after <laughs> everything I just told you, you'd make me go back in there." I, I was oh, no. asking for help to, to to stay out, and you know, it was just sort of like, "Oh my God!" And I, I actually, at that stage, I actually felt like I was going insane. I just because I couldn't get anybody to understand what I was talking about. It is scary. It is really, really scary. And actually, in one of the uh, free e-books, Narcissistic Abuse, The Truth, which is a new one that only went up two days ago as part of New Life, you know, I have a whole section about the problem with contemporary therapy and what can go down there and, you know, the reasons. And there is a lot of people there that don't... I have counsellors, psychologists and psychiatrists from all over the world refer people to me because Mm. they don't know how to deal with it. And also, too, very much under that banner of psychology and counselling, there's very, very strict protocols. So they can't actually say to you, not many will, some will, but not many people will actually step outside of their protocol box and say, well, look, you're with a narcissist. What they will usually say is this person would actually need to be diagnosed before I can comment, which is a ridiculous statement. Narcissists don't eat And and I mean... And, and I mean, I don't know how a psychiatrist couldn't actually say, well, they sound like they have narcissistic tendencies anyway. I mean, if, you know, I mean, yeah. they don't have to be a full-blown narcissist to be very damaging. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, exactly, exactly. You know, and I am a, a pretty renegade because, you know, like with uh, my article, Narcissism Understood, I just do believe that there's very, very definite parameters that are just very, very either high-level narcissistic tendencies or NPD. And either or is really quite impossible to live with. And they're very... same handbook. So, you know, when people come forward and describe, it's like, well, still with a narcissist. And I don't care whether they're borderline or chronic or bipolar. It's all a different flavour that narcissists... 
toxic behaviour is self-entitled behaviour without conscience and very poor understanding of parameters and boundaries and it damages people and it's narcissistic, you know. So we're nearly out of time now. I know, I know. That, yeah, I, uh, I looked at it last time. I looked at it. We still had half an hour to go. So, yep, it's put by again. <laughs> and we always do that. We could go on for another half an hour. But thank you so much, Nancy, for coming on That's the okay. show today. Yep. And we'll have to think of a topic for next month. I'm sure we will. Yep. Oh, yeah, we usually come up with something. All right, now we're nearly out of time, everybody. So look forward to hearing from you, Warm Sun. I'd really love to help you. And for anybody listening to the show, please, if you need help, come forward. All right, lots of love. Take care, and I'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye, Melanie, and goodbye to all the listeners. Bye, man. Bye-bye, everybody. Lots of love. Bye.